0: And I'm your host, Stephanie Stole Dalton. I'm happy to say our topic today is about a state agency, the Department of Education, and their plan for allocating the federal massive amount of funding that the state has received. And um, that that amount of funding uh, is applied for is 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 awarded two states to use for every preschool through 12th grade school. And here across all our islands, all the schools are intended to be affected. So the Hawaii funding amount, according to the U.S. Department of Education's formula, uh, is about 700 million over the course of these tranches of funding. And you know, that's uh, more than half a billion dollars, (laughs) getting close to three quarters. So we all are interested in knowing how this is all gonna be allocated and distributed. So um, as you know, uh, the funds are to help all the schools um, operate safely and also to support then students learning and emotional, mental and social um, needs that have accrued, um, been affected by the pandemic. So we have an expert with us today to help us understand the Department of Education's planning and budgeting process for restoring our state's education. Uh, um, and restoring it to normal or maybe even better. Our guest is Sherry Nakamura, who is the director of HE'E and the HE'E is a Coalition for Excellence in Education. Um, And it is committed to equity and improvement in Hawaii's public education. So as a as a leader, she monitors the state's education legislation and policy making processes. So welcome,
1: Sherry Nakamura. Yes, uh, I'm so happy to be here. Hello. Aloha.
0: Thank you very much for taking the time uh, on a, a no doubt busy Monday. So um, as A leader, um, can you share a little bit um, about how you keep a and, and your constituency informed about education, legislating and board members policymaking? And I suppose also the, the, the legislators make policy too. But can you just tell us a little bit briefly about how you work on that uh, to yes. and, and, and disseminate?
1: Yeah, so first of all, uh, our coalition uh, was formed back uh, when Furlough Fridays happened about uh, t- over 10 years ago because uh, parents in particular um, didn't agree with that policy decision. And uh, parents and community members wanted to have a voice. And so He'e Coalition was formed. And since that time, uh, I, uh, uh, as director, have um, attended practically all of the Board of Education meetings, as well as the major education and uh, uh, finance and WAM hearings at the legislature to follow um, the policymaking uh, process at both the board and the legislature. And I have, uh, right now, it's uh, for the past uh, two years, actually, since COVID started, I have weekly meetings with my community members. They are uh, community organizations uh, like the PTSA, or other um, family focused nonprofits that are um, wanting to you know, improve our public education system. And we, uh, I guide them on you know, what's being addressed and we decide on how we're going to comment uh, as a community voice. And uh, so therefore I am pretty up to date on what's going on in the Department of Education and also at the Board of Education uh, in particular. Well, well, thank you for, for that description, because
0: I think it, it really instills confidence that's, that there's some eyes on the prize here, which is to have the best situation for our students in our schools as we possibly can have. And I know that that's an important part of your work is to give feedback and make sure that you participate as much as you can in, in those uh, briefing moments or in those moments when you can, what do they call it, testify, I've heard. Correct. Do it. Justify. So thank you. Um, You know, I thought would clarify for the viewers. what this federal law is that we're mostly going to be talking about today, and you have some really interesting data to show us, which is going to be very helpful. But we uh, we know that this this funding for education started with the CARES Act in, in 2020, and uh, followed by the American Rescue Plan, and then the um, versions of the Secondary School Emergency Relief Fund, and that's uh, referred to as ESSER, and there are right. three tranches of that. So, so today, uh, you you can let us know how, wh- where we're focusing. Not not that we have to know all of these terms, but if anybody wants to know all these terms, there's plenty of information at um, the the uh, internet on SSRF at ed.gov, ed. so you can you can visit that and find out every single bit of information you want to know for sure. And these funds are all about assuring safe school operation and addressing the impact uh, from the COVID pandemic that the whole nation has, has suffered from. So so Sherry, why don't you take it from there and tell us which money you're looking at now, what it is that is happening in that process of getting this money from the feds to the state, through their, through the governor, through the lawmakers, and into the Board of Education, and now with the State Department of Education having pre- presented their budget and ha- have had it approved by the U.S. Department of Education, we can Correct. get ready to actually Correct. maybe roll it out. So um, let's hear how it's going.
1: Okay, well, um, I did create a presentation. And if uh, we could have that um, brought up, then I can go through it. So I did a, a slides um, on the federal funds that were uh, awarded to address the impacts of COVID-19. And actually some of them have already been spent uh, and some of them are ongoing. So the plans have been made, uh, The the money should be down at the school level as we speak. Um, And so this is just to give uh, viewers an understanding of how much and what the Department of Education in Hawaii is spending it on. And also I added some slides uh, comparing other districts and to see their process and how they went about uh, planning and uh, allocating the funds. So if we can go to the next slide. And while we're going to the next slide,
0: you know, Sherry, you mentioned that that some of the funds are are, are perhaps already in in the works at the school level. Correct. So when you get to that, since in Hawaii, we're a little more Complicated, maybe, but um, that that may not be understood for what it means. Okay,
1: I will I will yeah. make sure that I can uh, explain that along the way. So, just a little bit about the Department of Education. We have almost 300 schools, public schools, about uh, 12,700 teachers, about 175,000 students, and we have a budget that's two billion dollars. So, we're a very large district. It is the only state and a local uh, district in the country. Usually there is a state body and there are various districts, uh, school districts, but we are all one. So we are unique in that way. Uh, Next slide please. So just a bit about how much money and what how the funding came in so as you can see they're all cares act that was the legislation funds and the first two have already been allocated the gear funds which went through the governor and then to the department of education uh, and then the cares i think it was uh, let's see the crf funds and then cares one um, these are all to the Department of Education directly, and you see that one tranche has already been expended. The other one is in process. And then we have the ESSER, uh, the ESSER funds uh, ESSER 1, 2, and 3. And um, we're going to focus on ESSER 3 uh, in the slides, but just to give everybody a picture, it's $688 million, and it was all of these allocations. Next slide, please. So, just to break up into categories how these monies were spent in total, in aggregate, about 41% was allocated to learning loss, addressing the impact of learning loss uh, on students because of COVID. Uh, 36% was uh, on budget shortfalls, which is something that uh, wasn't really. Um, highlighted in other districts it seems to be a unique characteristic of Hawaii we seem to have budget shortfalls that we had to uh, plug up and so that's a big chunk 36 percent and then health and safety we have uh, allocation to charter schools and other expenses to make up the total expenditure next next slide please and if you take a look at a pie chart this is how it breaks up so learning loss is the greatest but the big chunk second place is budget shortfall, uh, which you can see takes up quite a bit, and then the, others, uh, the other categories follow. Next slide, please. So now we're gonna look specifically at ESSER three. This was the largest and the last tranche of federal funds. And you can see the way it was broken down, the Department of Education labeled learning loss accelerated learning, uh, so that's about half. Again, other education stable responses uh, includes budget shortfalls, and that was about a third, a little more than a third. And then health and safety and social emotional learning came in after that. Next slide, please. And this is how it breaks up in a pie chart, just so that people have a visual. Next slide, please. So usually in a plan, uh, every district, I would think, would go to the data to inform what the needs of the district, or in our case, the state, uh, the needs, what the needs were. And uh, the Department of Education provided some academic data. And so this takes a look at average attendance. And uh, from the slide, you can see it lists various uh, ethnic uh, subgroups, ethnicities. And you can see that there are certain Uh, ethnic subgroups that uh, had a lower average attendance than others. So the department is highlighting this fact. Next slide, please. This data is showing the annual assessment data. So every year, the state uh, gives a assessment, a state assessment to Students to assess their proficiency in English language arts, math, and science. And in Hawaii, that test is called, or that assessment is called the smaller, Smarter Balance Assessment. Um, and other states also administer the Smarter Balance Assessment, not all. But once again, it's highlighting how we did in 2019 vis a vis how we did in 2021. And as you can see, for all students, uh, there was a bit of a decline. But then it also lists other subgroups. Now, not only do we have ethnic uh, subgroups, but we also have uh, children receiving special education services, English learners, homeless, et cetera. So the impact of uh, of the pandemic seems to have affected uh, these subgroups uh, in a more dramatic way uh, as compared to all students. Next slide. Now this is the most recent academic data that was presented, it looks at a universal screener data which uh, indicates whether or not a student is on grade level or not, and it's given uh, at the beginning, middle and end of the year, so this was the, these were the results of the first uh, uh, screener assessment and it tracked whether or not a student was on grade level or above for English language arts and math. And once again, you can see it was break- broken up into high needs and non-high needs groups. So high needs, the high needs group is made up of students receiving special education services, English learner students, and economically disadvantaged students against those who are not all of those things. As, and as you can see, there is a gap. Um, there are more students who are in the high needs uh, group that uh, are more than one grade level or two grade levels below. And so this is uh, really depicting what we call the achievement gap, which is the difference in, uh, 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 between the performance of the high needs and non-high needs. So the department is highlighting this. Uh, next slide, please. And, Usually the state will or a district will try to address these needs, um, and this is how our department addressed them. Uh, They gave most of the funds to the complexes, so in Hawaii we have complexes which are regions, districts, and um, so you can see for health and safety, a big chunk went to the complex area. Next slide please. For social emotional learning, the same thing. The big chunk went to directly to the complexes, which in turn goes to the schools. Next slide, please. Even in accelerating alert, accelerated learning or learning loss, a big chunk of these funds went to the complexes, which goes to the schools.
0: Next, so, Sherry, please. I wanted to yes. ask about. Um, that ESSER three requirement that the funding be equitably distributed to assure all students uh, receive the benefits of the funding but evidently um, it was stated that hawaii decided that because each school and complex is different they're relying on the complex area superintendents to to equitably distribute the funding to their schools?
1: I guess you would say that's that's accurate. Uh, the complex has presented the state with their plan uh, based on their particular district. And you have to assume that they allocated uh, equitably because beyond uh, this information, we don't know. All we know is that a lump sum or lump sums were allocated to the complex. And we trust that the complexes did what they were supposed to, which was allocate the funds appropriately for all students, ensuring equity. And this
0: is uh, probably standard operating procedure. In other words, this process is already in place. So they're not inventing uh, a, correct. a new way of assessing and trying to understand what, what has taken place that might be different from ordinary assumptions, mm. correct? Is that mm. they chose to go that way with what is ordinary procedure?
1: I guess we can assume that, although that wasn't, it wasn't articulated in that way. Okay. We just heard that you know, the complex is decided and the monies went down to the schools in that way. Next slide please.
0: I may be yeah. anticipating, but does this, is this reflected in other state data? Well, anyway,
1: let's keep that on hold. And sure, sure. Yeah, let's get through it and then we can. We Great. Can. So this is a very small. So once again, I'll just mention that a good chunk of money went to the complexes. These are for other funds as well as plugging up budget shortfall. So that's the sort of parentheses area. So a lot of the funds were utilized to uh, pay for bills that uh, the department didn't have the money to pay. And uh, they, um, it was this is a unique characteristic and we'll find that out in a few slides. So next slide, please. So like every plan, uh, there was a reach out to stakeholders, but in Hawaii's case, They went to the stakeholders after the plan was made. Um, Usually the stakeholder feedback is gathered before the plan is made, but in Hawaii's case, uh, they went to ask, uh, you know, they asked uh, groups like us for feedback on the plan when it was in a draft form. So we commented, but it was rather late in our opinion, because perhaps if we had given input earlier, perhaps the monies could have been distributed uh, differently. So uh, we'll, we'll come back to this as we see other districts. So we're going to go on to Houston next. Next slide, please. So Houston Independent School District is about the same size as Hawaii. You can see it's almost 300 schools. There's 12,000 teachers. Uh, over 200,000 students and a budget of 1.8 billion. So similar to Hawaii, next slide, please. And I know this is small, but the point is that they went to stakeholders early on in May and June, uh, before their plan was made, Uh, this was last year, and uh, got the feedback and made it transparent. So those are the results, the the bars are the results of what Houston... um, uh, uh, found from their stakeholder engagement process. Next slide, and it's two pages. You can sure, go ahead. Let me just yes.
0: Ask another question here. Um, Hawaii. Um, and I'm not sure. I'm thinking it did go out before. I'm not sure, but there there was uh, a survey to parents uh, and community members at the very end at the various communities school communities and they received so they sent out a survey and i don't know how public uh or if it was published what the questions were but they got about 4000 4500 responses now this would be across all of hawaii islands so um that was some feedback at that time which would have been different than when you were asked for feedback at the level of stakeholder correct
1: community so-
0: Stakeholder levels are not the same.
1: I think that there was a survey. I don't think it was as detailed as some of these other districts. Mm -hmm. Uh, So when we were asked to give feedback, the plan was already made. So the details were already there. But um, I really don't remember the very first uh, stakeholder feedback uh, survey, so it wasn't really something that the department made a a big deal about, um, in my opinion, because I don't really even remember (laughs) what that was. So uh, perhaps they did, were required to go out to stakeholders, but then they were asked again, because I don't think uh, the Board of Education actually, it was a direct direction from the board to get stakeholder feedback, because uh, they weren't satisfied with the feedback that I guess initially the department acquired.
0: Okay. Well, it is a requirement, um, a federal requirement, to uh, collect education community input about local schooling needs, and uh, so they'll they'll need to report on that, and we'll see if uh, that that they'll activate any more uh, data collection.
1: Right, I mean,
0: right. It's who must be interested? Yeah.
1: Right. So we'll go on uh, to Houston. So if we can go to the next slide. Uh, you can go to the next slide. Yes. So after getting stakeholder feedback, uh, the Houston D- district decided to uh, separate into these categories. Next slide, please. And they received about 1.1 billion. So it's slightly uh, more than Hawaii received. But these, this was all pretty transparent. Next slide, please. And as you can see from this pie chart, of the funds were allocated to address learning loss. So for this district, uh, it was very important for them to get kids back on track. Um, And as you can see, there is no category such as budget shortfall, although it doesn't, uh, it doesn't uh, spell it out like that. Um, But I think the important point is most of the funds were going to address learning loss to get kids back on track. Um, And that was clear that's clear from these uh, these pie charts next slide please. Now Houston also the way they presented how they were spending money to me was very uh, logical, they addressed some uh, needs or they anticipated some needs, so they thought that they were going to have a hard time recruiting and retaining teachers next slide. So then their response was to give incentive, financial incentives for teachers to stay or join the teaching force. Next slide. When it came to academic uh, needs, uh, they did the uh, data analysis and I just picked literacy. They found that kids were behind, especially elementary school uh, students because they had hybrid or distance learning. Next slide, please. So they responded with specific uh, initiatives to address the literacy. For example, they implemented a phonics program, K-3 Mm -hmm. district-wide to streamline phonics instruction. So it seemed like it was a very specific response to a specific need and it was uh, 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 described this way so everybody could understand. Next slide, please. Um, Same thing with special education, they identified the needs. Next slide. And responded with tools, professional development, and actually trying to recruit more special education teachers and staff. Next slide. Same thing with English learners, the needs. Next slide. And the response, more supports and more uh, 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 incentives for, or recruiting of more staff. Next slide. So just quickly, Los Angeles Unified School District is much larger than Hawaii. You can see the scale, Uh, the budget is 9 billion. It's a huge district. Next slide. But once again, they did pretty extensive uh, stakeholder engagement before their plan was created. Next slide. And it was $4.8 billion uh, in total for ESSER funds with 2.6 billion with ESSER three. Next slide. So most of these funds, once again, 84%, I would say was addressing learning loss, addressing lost instructional time as well as safe in-person learning. So it is a huge, uh, or most of the funds are allocated for this category. Nothing about budget shortfalls, next, next slide. And this is the way they broke it down. Once again, you can see uh, there's a big chunk going to addressing uh, learning, uh, uh, trying to get more learning supports. Next slide. And there was even a plan, uh, even though it was annually, to try to monitor how these funds were being used to make sure that they were being used effectively and efficiently. Uh, So that's the end of the presentation. So you can see... Um, You know, Hawaii did a very good job of trying to uh, present the needs and uh, did report on how they were uh, going to spend their funding. However, to us, it seemed like it was a bit short on the specific details. Uh, While we know that the funds went down to the complex and the school level, uh, we're not quite sure how these funds are being used. Um, we're not sure of whether or not there was district-wide supports or statewide supports um, because it wasn't made uh, transparent as uh, compared to the other districts.
0: Very interesting. Um, and, and I think you've uh, you succeeded in making some points, I think, uh, by repeating the, the, the um, area of uh, the uh, what is the one the budget shortfalls and some right. Other I'll
1: concerns. Just, yeah. I'll just mention a little b- about that. I know we don't have much time, but you know Hawaii is different from other uh, states in that our education budget is determined by our uh, uh, our state revenues and our state revenues are driven by tourism, and so of course when there's a financial crisis, uh, tourists don't come, or if it's exogenous shock like COVID nineteen or war. Our our education budget is affected. And that's what created furloughs, actually. Uh, Fortunately for coronavirus, the federal government stepped in and did allocate an unprecedented amount of funds. And we're we're grateful of that. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think as as an advocacy group, we want to make sure that the funds are being used uh, as efficiently and effectively as possible because we will not get these funds again. And as as far as uh, not being able to depend on uh, stable funding. I think the department has to recognize this. I mean, we can always advocate for more funding for education, but as we know, uh, the state has many needs, and it's not really realistic to expect that uh, we're going to always get the education funding that we ask for. So, I do ha- I do think the department needs some foresight to, you know, create contingency plans if, in case, we don't get the funding that uh, we desire
0: interesting recommendation i i had that very question to end with which is uh, are you confident or do, are you hopeful that um, the doe's plan is making the best use of what's important the one time federal funded funding uh, bonanza because well, it is a one time thing like most likely yeah
1: Yes, uh, we are hopeful. Uh, I think the, we will know when the data um, is uh, presented on you know, this year's uh, results. Um, it would be great if the department could uh, articulate clearly you know, what they've seen, um, not to you know, have a, like a gotcha to the schools. We want to support schools as much as possible. We want to know where we can help. Uh, But we do need some help uh, from the department to know where and how. Um, And that's what we continually uh, ask for. Uh, We do have a new opportunity with a superintendent. Uh, The search is going on as we speak. In fact, the deadline for the application is tomorrow, end of day, April 12th, Mm -hmm. uh, for applications for a permanent superintendent. So we're hoping that uh, together with this permanent superintendent, we can work together to try to do what's best for students. Very hopeful. I, I think that in your mission statement, you, your
0: use of the word improved public education in Hawaii is, is very good, and certainly something that relates to this funding and that not just to get us back to normal, which we certainly want to do, and I know everybody's striving to do that, but we'd like to even go beyond that perhaps and improve what already was normal and have a new normal that really takes our students uh, uh, higher and more to the
1: top. Yes, well, I am confident that it is possible. I am too. It is possible. So we can reduce that high non-high needs
0: group much better than we have so far. But anyway, this has been a very um, informative conversation. Thank you for the presentation. That's enormously informative. Appreciate having that data very much. And I hope the, the viewers will also have a chance to um, go to these websites that we've been showing if they want more information. But this is um, the state of the state of Hawaii and we're out of time. So. Uh, in closing, I want to thank Sherry Nakamura, uh, for who's director of He'e Coalition, and certainly appreciate her sharing all of that data display with us. It's very illustrative, and uh, we need to, to think hard about this. It's is uh, important time to do some really good things in Hawaii. So um, look forward to seeing you uh, next time in two weeks, and uh, mahalo for your viewing, and uh, aloha to everyone.